Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cannondale's new Treadwell bike is the ultimate easygoing, easy-riding bike for any day and anywhere. You sound pretty easygoing. Thanks, Jesse. And easy-riding. You know what? You give me copy, I'm happy to read it. <laughs> I don't care what it's about. It's light, comfortable, and even connects effortlessly to your smartphone via the free Cannondale app to track your ride data, let you know when it's time for a tune-up, and more. To experience the Treadwell, visit your local Cannondale retailer and try one for yourself. To enter to win a new Treadwell, see the official rules at cannondale.com slash Conan. And now, it's time for... Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hello, welcome to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. I'm, I'm Jesse Gaskell. You're Jesse Gaskell. I'm Mike Sweeney, and we work here at the Conan Show. We're writers here on the show, and uh, we and love- we know everything about the show. We know everything, and we've only divulged- Four percent of it. So far. <laughs> We'd love to talk about stuff going on here, and yeah, uh, there's been a lot going on here. Yeah, because we just got back from Ghana two days ago, and we're with both- Co- we were there with Conan. I should yes. clarify. He's doing a, a travel show, a Conan Without Borders, and we spent six days there. And we also went with Sam Richardson, from one Veep. of the stars of Veep and Detroiters, and yeah. the Tim Robinson sketch show. Just a uh, really hilarious guy. Really funny. Who has family in Ghana. Yes. He, and lived there for a while. His mother's whole side of the family, uh, his mom grew up there. And so we got Got to, to meet them out. all, yeah. yeah. It was, it, so it was they a really, cooked dinner for us. They did. It was a unique experience. It was really fun. It was, I mean, I think this, I don't want to jinx it, but I think that show's going to be really great. Well, we, I, I think that was <laughs> the classic definition of a jinx. Uh, <laughs> so, so which is it? Jinx, not jinx. <laughs> oh, leave it in and we'll, we'll jinx, uh, jinx away. We shot some great stuff. Yeah. We shot a lot of stuff and it was so now it's a, a lot of surprises. It's really ours to to ruin at this point. It is. We're going to botch it in the edit room. Sorry. Uh, But we had promised that we were going to record an episode while we were there. We said that before we left. I don't know if we promised. We we just teased it. Yeah. And we didn't. We didn't do it. We were. It was just shooting. We're shooting video all day. There's no time for. There was zero time. Podcast tomfoolery. No, there wasn't time at all. And and if we had tried to approach Conan about recording, he probably would have he would have murdered swatted us, us away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was we were very. It was constantly we were running on empty, and right. we were not. We were blowing through lunches. I yeah. mean, we were eating chicken in a van while zipping to at the four next p.m. Yeah. shoot. So yeah, podcasting didn't. Quite, that'd be like yeah. saying, we'd like to stop to get our nails done. You know, it, yes. was, it kind of would seem like that. And then we were in the Heathrow airport on the way back. And briefly, we were presented with an Aaron opportunity said, Do you to podcast. Do and we both hid, I yeah. believe. Yeah, we did kind of hide <laughs> different parts of the airport. We, well, the key is not to be together because then yes. the equipment could pop out. So <laughs> we kept... <laughs> One of us was always MIA, and it worked. We didn't yeah, have to we do just it. Kept trading yeah. trips to the bathroom. Yeah, so we didn't do anything there. I'm sure closer to when this show airs, we'll get to talk about yeah. it more with you all. Um, but what's that? Oh, our time's up. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guest. 
<laughs> no, we actually do. We didn't totally fail you because we have a great guest this week. Really great guest. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. We, we've we been trying to book him for a while. And yeah. It, a 9.30 a.m. slot opened up. <laughs> and so we, we finally get to chat with the great Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh of Upright Citizens Brigade, fame. founder fame. Founder fame. And now, of course... Everyone got to really enjoy him on Veep. Yes. Uh, He's just one of the best improvisers ever. Yes. And a great, great guy. And, uh, and really he also fun was on Late Night with COB. Yes. That's one reason he's here today is because when UCB came to New York in, in 96, those guys appeared on Late Night all the time in pre-tapes and in sketches because they were friends with some Chicago writers, Andy Richter, yeah. uh, Brian McCann, Brian Stack, and all the writers used them in sketches all the time. And uh, Yeah, they were really part of the, the troupe. They really were. Um, and we just want to warn you in advance, we start this conversation talking about Austria. <laughs> yes. And it, then... <laughs> in the middle of a discussion of about traveling. And, yes. And yes, Austria Which wasn't really part of the interview, but then we didn't want to stop because it was funny. No. Um, and then later we try ham-fistedly to work in a way that 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 would seamlessly transition later, but we ended up deciding not to edit it. So you'll just hear it all in its weird uncut glory. Yes, sorry. So yes. Uncut uh, glory is also a good we decide, name for a gay bar. We decided from now on to... <laughs> <laughs> that is a great... <laughs> let's get out of this and start investing <laughs> in gay bars. It is Gay Pride Month. That's true. Uncut glory. <laughs> so uh, anyway, here's Matt Walsh in his uncut yes, glory. Yes, yes, yes. That was the whole purpose. I met some Belgian dude when I was traveling about in Europe many moons ago, and he was telling me about his plan. I'm like, I would do that. Yeah. So we crossed at Gibraltar and then took the train through Marrakesh, and then you see all the Berber, you know, like on the Folgers coffee crystals, those gentlemen. (laughs) You see the nomadic Berbers throughout the mountains. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was this, so this was a long time ago. Long time ago, 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago. Before it was cool. Before Before it was was on Instagram. A a period of discovery for you. Yes, it was. It was a a walkabout for myself. Uh, With a Belgian Four months. No, that was just one dude I met. I literally traveled from Scandinavia through, I actually went to school in Austria for a year. So I went back to Austria, visited my family there, and then went, my host family, and then uh, did everything, you know. Went, went to wow. cool. Eastern Were you in co- college? Were no, I was post college. I was oh. trying to figure out. I was a psych. I worked on a psych ward, and I was taking classes to be a psychologist. And I was very unhappy. And I was also doing comedy at night. And I was at a crossroads. No wonder you were unhappy. Yes. Yeah, the comedy was making <laughs> me unhappy. Right, 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 right. Cranky, <laughs> a little cranky. <laughs> Wait, so are you still in touch with the host family? You know, I'm a terrible. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. I could probably. Well, Find their, I know their address Facebook. in my head, 502-Georg-von-Nissenstrasse. Yeah. Well, you know, Salzburg, oh Austria. Oh, my God. Have they re- Maybe they're listening to this podcast. They'll oh, reach out to you. you. Alex and Stale had nicked the sisters, like three sisters, Stutzi, Wutzi. Stutzi, Wutzi. And Kutzi. <laughs> and Kutzi. No. But re- I'm not kidding. Their real names were Alexandra, Beatrice, and the sister lived in Vienna. I forget her name. She was Stutzi. <laughs> I love the way you say Stutz. Stutzi. So you weren't in Vienna. Well, I lived in Salzburg. Okay. Uh, which is a beautiful, sure. idyllic, yes. sound of music looking city. Yeah. yeah. Right. Birthplace city. And I lived there for a year. And every weekend we would go, you know, to Paris. We would go to Italy. Oh, yeah. We would go to Poland. We would go to Amsterdam. Wow. It was great. It was very central Europe. So you could mm-hmm. get out and go. You almost sighed when you said all those cities. Like, oh, you know, we had all to go the, to Paris. Uh, and I'm grateful for it. No, it's it sounds like I don't want to bore you with like no, it's it's the white what that sign means. pilgrimage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of is because you're seeing the great Western civilization, yeah. right. art museums. Every city yes. has like the picture that you knew growing up. Right. And so you go to like Munich had a bunch of uh, Bruegel uh-huh. stuff. I liked Bruegel. Bruegel, Bruegel uh, the Elder. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not the younger, the younger the elder. Knockoff okay, yeah. and then of course the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And Vienna had a bunch of like uh-huh. fin de siècle, like Otto 
Klimt, a lot of Klimt. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, Vienna. in Vienna. They have a whole yeah. Klimt museum. There you go. And more Bruegels. And Bruegels. <laughs> there are a lot of Bruegels in, uh, in the Bruegels are better in America. Bruegels. New York City has the best Bruegels. New York City has one Bruegel. It's the water, yeah. It's the water. No, New York City has one Bruegel. It's, it's uh, Do we? the summer harvest, yeah, oh. in the Met. I knew you would know this stuff. That's yeah. why I'm like I, I love Bruegels. getting there. Yeah. We always do this, what Sweeney. Want to hear. We have to introduce the person we're talking to. Right, right. But we'll, hey, look, it's up to Kevin, our producer, to okay. take this chunk and put it, Later. drop it down You're in the middle right. of our Vienna chat. <laughs> and then it's seamless. We didn't Vienna even get to. I want to. Don't you want to know what he was studying over there? Kind, yeah. I studied sure. generally like art history oh. and oh. Western civilization. Well, that makes sense. Wow. And then uh, I had German, so I took uh, basically three semesters of German and two semesters, you know, intensive, and then one, one other introductory class. And then for a month, I lived in Tur- didn't live, but I traveled around Turkey with my roommate who was from Japan. And Turkey was just unbelievable. That's one of the most fascinating places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so many changeovers of... Changeovers and like you stumble into like these ruins, like in Rome. Mm -hmm. Right. They built a 7-Eleven, you know, over a 2,000-year-old bathhouse. Mm -hmm. Turkey's even better than that. You go into the restroom in the Rome 7-Eleven. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's real? Vomitorium, right? Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) So Turkey had like the Temple of Artemis and Mm -hmm. uh, Ephesus, that old city. Right. Yeah. Oh, I went to Ephesus. Yeah, exactly. I watched... Watched a guy, an American guy with a, wearing a backpack, tried to squeeze in between two columns, and he knocked a column over, <laughs> no! and it shattered. <laughs> no, and, I mean that's a twelve thousand year old city, and I watched, and I was just staring, and I was, my mouth was agape, and he kind of looked around like nobody saw that, right, and walked away, and I was just like. Hey, hey, you. It's, it's broken forever. Clean wow. up marble walkway. <laughs> right, exactly. Clean like up on the marble. It's a years, And then this one guy. Well, plus they stand those it, up. Like, I'm sure that wasn't, uh, they found it, right, stacked right. it, mortared it or something. Uh, maybe then, it was looked beautiful until people started wearing backpacks and then it turned into a yeah, ruin. Yeah, that's why it's a ruin. Yeah. That's true. Because they love <laughs> exactly. Yeah, always, always deadly. Wow. Stonehenge suffers from the same yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rolly suitcases. <laughs> Knock those over. That's fascinating. I love that. I know you're very well traveled. Very well traveled. I have been fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want? I've tra- never been to Ghana. <laughs> yeah, I'm envious of you all. Well, you should be. I hadn't been to Ghana until I'd never until been to I had. Do you, do you look forward to traveling with your kids? I know your children are. We have on the young side. A little we young have traveled. They've been to Bruegels. New York. We've they've never seen a Bruegel, but uh, <laughs> we did a summer in France two years ago. Oh, I, I, wow. I got to do a movie in France, Ooh, so we did. Uh, you should Paris. only take movies in France. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they said I asked them if I could writer. take my family, and they were like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right, I'll do this. Whatever it is." I, I'm gonna guess you loved having your family there, but it, it is it a little tense when you're working every day? It's probably worse for my wife, Morgan. Because, right. like, she's got to figure out what they're going to do for the right. day. Like, I go off to work and, right. you know, I'm pretty structured and taken care of. Like, she's got to right. fend for herself. And, like, we landed in Bordeaux and had, like, the worst bug-infested Airbnb you could possibly oh. imagine. And then oh. the people were rude and they said, this is the first time we ran into Americans. And, of course, we're having a problem. Oh, so no. They got really hostile. So oh, Morgan my. had to, like— document because it was the kind of place where you move in and all the drawers were full with everything right, like there was right. no dressers and oh, they hadn't cleaned up it there was, was yeah. stuff everywhere yeah they had the mom and the daughter well, just they vacated there were bed bugs exactly and then the daughter <laughs> came back in the middle of our stay because she had to get some stuff out of her room and we're like sure oh it was just very like oh my god informal and terrible yeah. yeah wow so we ended up getting a much better but for example morgan had to do all that stuff because I was right, working. So right. it's a lot harder on mom. But the kids, and, and the, she loved it. She did, ultimately. And the kids just see you staring at a script. It's like, what's he doing? <laughs> children, no. children. Someday you'll understand. <laughs> well, you bring them a set and they're not interested. That's the truth. They, they'll, they'll hit the craft service table. Oh, yeah. And then that's about it. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, defi- yeah. We filmed in like a beautiful vineyard called Chateau Beauregard for like a month. Ah. But that's not really stimulating to a kid. Like right. a grown up, it would be interesting oh to see God. the process and the machinery and sure, talk of course. Have very boring to kids. Vineyards are right. very intrinsically boring to children. They are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're plants. They, yeah. It just looks like work. This is a hundred year old rootstock. Okay. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. What's next? They plant roses at the end of each row. Oh. Did you ever hear that? No. Oh. Is that true? For what certain it, grapes? What does it do? Because of the rose. 
gets a disease, the, the rose has a very, it's very similar to the grapevines. So the rose is almost like a canary in the coal mine. Mm. If the rose gets oh. in trouble, the, you'll see it. Everyone's first. on alert mm-hmm. to check out for some sort of fungus or something. Oh. I think your kids would have enjoyed that aspect. <laughs> I wish I had been there with them in France. I got to believe that story wouldn't have made them that much more interested. Uh, I don't know. So. My Bruegel insights? <laughs> no, still not interested. I'm, I'm going to be a kid now. Tell me that story. I, I just did. Oh, I'm I not think you're still delighting. <laughs> That's boring, Mr. Where's my iPad? <laughs> well, perhaps this wine will help. Dad says I can't drink that. Uh, just a sip. Your dad doesn't seem very present in your life. He's off shooting movies all day. Uncle Michael. That's true. Says. He just looks at his papers. Exactly when he comes his home. papers. And mom resents having to he move Airbnbs. Ruminates about his days in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to introduce Matt Walsh. Uh, we're, we're very we're, excited yeah. here to talk to the one guest. and only. Oh my God, it's Matt Walsh. It's Matt Walsh. Who, Hi, everyone. Who I've been in love with for years, and I've never. In, friend of the show. Loud. Friend of the show. Old yeah, friend, of, old old friend, friend of, show. of the show. From late, friend of production. late night days. Yeah, from old late night days. Mm-hmm. Old, old late On night days. On the ninth days. floor? Is that what you're wearing? It was the ninth floor, Thank is you. where the offices were. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. we've been painting a good picture of the that time period. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Trying we, to make it sound positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds it sounds like it was very renegade in a lot of ways. There was a lot of yeah. Running I was just talking shooting. to my buddy Michael Delaney, who's also uh, an old school. Oh yes, pal. I love and Michael we, Delaney. We were reliving some Halloween sketch that I got to do with you, where I played a. We were both doctors, and I think Oldie Olderson might have been Frankenstein. Oh. Oldie Olson. Was, Oldie Olson. Oh yes! Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> but that was just literally last night talking about an old Conan sketch, and right? Oh, that's great. Regaling because when we la- when I landed in New York, Conan's. You know, under five days, getting a job at Conan paid my rent. So it was very right. important that our friends at Conan were keeping us busy. It was really was good. Was that how I, you got to join SAG? No, or I was a, my first. Already? I was already in SAG in Chicago for a True Value Hardware commercial ah. in 19, <laughs> 1994. You're still getting residuals. Do you have, <laughs> a, do you have a copy of that ad somewhere? Uh, you must. I did. I probably had it on VHS somewhere, okay. which is probably in a, a trunk somewhere. So that was your first official acting gig? That was my first paid. Were like, you a uh, customer or an employee? I was a true value guy, and I had an answer for everything. It was <laughs> yeah. sort of a... Attitude. You of still it. look like a true value guy. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. yeah. I go to you for hardware <laughs> questions to this day. You I look know. like you know what to my way, house after I, hours. I drop way by. around a yeah. valve. Through I, my window. You'll just stand there looking through my bedroom window and I'll right. wake up. And your excuse is you had a hardware question. I did. It was about the metric Allen wrench, which I don't have. I have but the that's US e- email could have covered that, and I could have gotten back <laughs> to you in the morning. Yeah, but I just thought seeing and the dogs you are barking because you look like a stalker. Sort right, of. and the great thing is you have aisles in your house, so it really I do have it matches I do have up stock. perfectly. I do yeah, have, stock. and they're all right. labeled. Yeah, yeah. So yes, how, I'm really curious because I was there. I think when you guys moved. The, the UCB, the original UCB, right? Moved yep. to New York and started appearing on the show. But I don't know the mechanics. I mean, I know you guys were all friends with Andy. And yeah, we had McBride McCann. McCann exactly. I don't know if Stack was there yet. There was a real Stack Chicago connection 90, to your show. 96. Big Chicago connection. And so Dino, I kind of already knew oh, Dino okay. mm-hmm. all right. at the time. So Dino would have been walking around ah, or, okay. or yep. some, some version of that writer staff. Right. So those people. And then... Yeah, in Rockefeller itself, like upstairs, like I think McKay was there already, and okay. McKay and mm-hmm. Tom Giannis, and ah. you know there was some other Chicago guys upstairs at SNL. So there was wow. like uh, was, friends in town, and, this and was Andy like the I've known forever. Steve Richter Jobs forever. garage of comedy, <laughs> right? What great thing did we create? <laughs> like, what was our iPod? I guess that's that for fair? historians. The wussy wagon <laughs> was the wussy wagon our iPod. <laughs> Were you in the wussy wagon? Uh, come on, okay, come on. All right, I I just wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Stephen and Tommy Colbert Blacha was, was another York. early Tommy writer. Tommy Blacha, yeah. yeah. Colbert uh, on Exit Fifty Seven. Yeah, Colbert was doing Exit Fifty. He's another Chicago guy who, right, like, I think, threw me a job when I landed. He was very nice. Yes, 
Before he turned. Before uh. he turned and hosts the show. <laughs> right, right. So maybe you've talked about this a million times, but how did you guys decide as a group to do move? it in a better way? If we're going to do the same conversation, <laughs> yes. I challenge you to do it in a better way. Okay. okay. Like for well, a New Yorker reader. It, I want a New Yorker reader conversation. Well, to uh-huh. do it better, wouldn't I have to have knowledge of the other times you've talked about it, which I have not Use your gut. <laughs> Ask the questions that nobody's asked me, but still covering right. the same subject matter. Okay. Go. Why oh New York? Both of you. Both of you. Why New York and not Michigan? Why not smaller states? Because New York ha- like could build Kalamazoo. an audience. Could build an audience, a theater following, and we had faith that if we could build a following, we could catch a break. Did you literally research like, oh, there's a dearth of good improv of hipsters in New York. with money to burn? <laughs> no, we did like a showcase in New York at that point, and we did a uh-huh. showcase in New York, and the vibe was, if we came to New York, we could sustain a longer run. And Los Angeles wasn't even Los Angeles was on like a showcase table. town. If you went to right. L.A., right. You would do a showcase for some woman at Fox, or you would do a showcase for a guy at Comedy Central, and then it'd be gone, you know? Right. So we wanted to kind of hit the ground running and keep the shows running to build word of mouth. Right. Oh, okay, great. So you you came to New York in 95? Six. March of 96. All right. How many shows were you doing a week? What was the theater? We were doing probably shows five nights a week, guaranteed. We did... Puncher, we came to New York with like two shows, Punch Your Friend in the Face and Bucket of Truth, mm. shows that we had put on in Chicago. And then we would do our free show, Ask Cat, on Sunday nights. And then we would do like Luna Lounge, which was the hip alternative Monday night show. And then right. inevitably there'd be like a Wednesday night show that like the guys from the States, David Wayne's group did Stella. Uh-huh. So we uh-huh. would do Stella one night. And, you know, so we were kind of up at least five nights a week. Wow. And then rehearsing and flat. Back in the day when you couldn't post uh, an Instagram, like, come see our show this weekend. Right. You had to get flyers printed and go to Washington Square and accost people. Right. Oh, wow. And that's where we were when we landed in New York. You'd yeah. really, you'd hit Washington Square and hit, hit Washington up. Square and hit young people and flyers that were like five by three. Right. Cut them up at the Kinko so you could <laughs> yeah. get like yeah. six to a page or whatever. And, and who who in the group slacked at Handy Plus? <laughs> I know someone was Probably like a polar a little bit. Amy Poehler. No, she came out, but yeah. The but, boys were a little more aggressive oh, wow. at flyering, I would say. But she came out. She was good. Okay, good. That's... And where, did did you guys have to take on other side jobs during this yeah, time? Yeah, well, I sold my van, so that gave okay. me like a month $800. or two of rent. Yeah, it gave me like two months <laughs> in rent, mm. so I was okay. How and much was think, rent, do you remember? Well, I had a room in Hell's Kitchen with a guy named Leo Allen oh. like, and a guy named Johnny Spanish. And we had, I had a tiny little closet of a room for like $325 a month. Oh, that's That's amazing. So finding that after I like, I lived on somebody's floor for a few weeks, a guy named Bill Cotton. Then I moved to Brooklyn and Brooklyn was terrible. And then I got to Manhattan and it was great. Brooklyn was terrible. Just, it seemed too far away. It was right by the Gowanus Canal and they Uh, hadn't irrigated it yet. So it stunk like sewage every night. It just reeked. So you would wake up with a wall of stench if your window was open and you would think, Oh my god! I peed myself, and then, and then you're like, no, that's just <laughs> wow. Brooklyn waking you up. There was a giant fan that broke, I think, in 19 the 60s that that churned up the the water in the Guanas, and they were like, ah, don't that's even exactly bother. where I was living. Yeah, it was probably were, toxic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but now it's better, right? They there's flow down it's, there. They they added some flow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So now the condoms are circulating <laughs> on top of the water. The condom eddies. I had an illegal sublet for eleven years, and but I was in New York. In New York, eleven years I lived there, and and I it was over at an Irish restaurant and. In Manhattan? In Manhattan. I was so scared of the landlords that my refrigerator broke. I broke it trying to knock the ice out. And I lived for nine months without a refrigerator. Because you didn't want to stir anything up. It was so like, you never asked for anything from the landlord. I thought I would get kicked out. So, and that's when I I started dating my wife, Cynthia. Oh. And I remember I had an ice cream. That's right. I had an ice (laughs) cream. No, you're right. Ice cream cake for her. No, I was doing stand up at night. and, And. I remember I had a cake for her, and it was an, I had it in a cooler, and I, and she was just like, "What is wrong with that? Was your refrigerator or cooler?" <laughs> yes, yeah, very impressive. I made a good first impression. That's funny. Yeah. That's like it's not that funny. I had a, ga- a car where I lost the gas cap, yeah. so instead of buying a gas cap, I just twisted a up a rag and shoved it in there. My my dad <laughs> got so mad at me. 
Just because he's like, that's like a rolling Molotov cocktail. You're yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's so dangerous. I'm like, you're right. Now, would you like but to it? But it was that it? thing oh. of like, ah, I could fix it and buy a new right. one, or I could just twist a rag in there. Well, especially after the hardware ad, he was probably like, come <laughs> you on. You should have learned the something. hardware money yeah. probably wasn't rolling in yet. <laughs> this true. was my diesel rabbit back in the day when I owned a diesel rabbit. You had a, oh my God. a diesel car? Oh. Diesel rabbit. Wow. And you had to, in Chicago, you had to plug it in at night because the diesel fuel turns to jelly in the winter. Wow. Because it's got oil and other things in it. So you have to have a block a blanket, warmer. Like a, blo- oh, a block wow. warmer. But I didn't have an outlet. So I had to park it a block away at my college uh, at the Joanne Fabrics, illegally stealing power <laughs> from the Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> Wait, how did you plug into Joanne? There was an outdoor outlet. Oh, Oh my. Well, that's their fault. That's their fault. Yeah. Did you notice that or were there other uh, diesel drivers who took you off? No, the guy, when I bought bought it used or whatever, and he's like, you're going to, and then in winter, you're going to have to use this block warmer. So there's a little plug and then you get an extension cord. Wow. And it was easier because there was no parking on our street where I lived in college. So I had to park off and then I found the Joanne Fabrics and I would park on the side of the Joanne and plug in every night and nobody ever said anything. Wow, Joanne Fabrics. I probably owe <laughs> them. so cool there. Probably like a year's worth of power, you know. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm not going to pay This was off. like an early yeah. electric Do Joanne vehicle. Fabrics own, I, people listen to the oh. show? Uh, yes. They're actually so. one of our sponsors. They're I'd online I'd love for them now. to be. Okay. They make erectile dysfunction Right now we just have <laughs> <laughs> So they're our biggest sponsor. <laughs> they're cut they with oxy cotton too. That, it brings you down <laughs> at right. the end of it. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta cut it somehow. Yeah, you don't want to stay up the whole no, time. No, no, no. It's exhausting. Um, what happens if the diesel turns jellyfies? You can't crank it over. It'll, it won't turn. Okay. So when you get your starter going, it's still, it's so muddy and gelatinous that it won't turn the crank. And what, how, what do you do? Do you just have to leave your car there? Forever? Then you'd have to get it somewhere, and they would have to heat up the warm it up the block, the engine block. I, I never knew that about oh, diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. Are, there, are there any other peculiarities <laughs> about so diesel So do you get nostalgic engine? when you see other diesel vehicles? Like, oh, man. Well, the diesel rabbit was, they didn't make a bunch of them. So I am right. nostalgic for the diesel rabbit. It was like a little two-door, lime green. Also had other issues. So when it rained, for whatever reason, all the water that came down the windshield would collect inside this heater. So when you turned on the heater or opened the heater vent, like in the middle, right. just water would no. flood. It would just go, whoosh, wow, for some reason. I had a Volkswagen Beetle that- Oh, never had a Beetle. Had an electric, when you made right turns, it honked. Oh. Really? Yeah, so I just started waving to people, like complete strangers, like, hello, because yeah. everyone would look up like, what the fuck? I had a Chevy Nova that had a hole where you could see down to the highway when you were driving. Uh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Matt, do you remember the first late night sketch <coughs> that you were on? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, my first Conan sketch was probably, I don't have a specific memory. It was probably like um, a satellite TV channel would be my right. guess yes. with like, I don't know. I don't know. You did one. Uh, I remember many. Uh, That's but amazing. You did one with Amy Poehler where you played a husband and wife oh yeah newscasting team oh and you started delivering the news and then immediately it making banter it got very passive aggressive and funny. it escalated and then you at the end of it just go and you grab the desk and overturn the news desk and it's <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that in your you know we're digging up a lot of old archival mm. stuff and putting it online and um, later that year, I think stuff like that's going up, and I'm oh, done. I'm dying to see that again because I remember watching that. And I don't just, remember that one. Oh man, you, you, <laughs> I remember. You, uh, it, it to me it was just like a perfect. Oh yeah. little video. I remember kicking John Groff's car in a satellite. T- he had John Groff had a car. Yeah, that was he was a, a head rider. A John Groff was a head rider. He had a shipbox car, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he donated it for some shoot. And I remember right. it was like. Uh, Road Rage Channelers, right? Perfect right. title. Okay. Mm. And he allowed me to like kick it, and I was like tr- kind of trashing. And he said, "Go for it." Yeah, he said, <laughs> "Go for it." So I, I slammed the door and it. kicked it and put a dent in it. And he uh, didn't that's care. great. And yeah, he, he probably made money on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least twenty five bucks for the, for the wardrobe bump. <laughs> and and then you also, we, there was a bit we used to do that was incredibly labor intensive. 
So we stopped after a while, but it was Guests Will Never Have Back. And it would be <gasps> elaborate pre-tapes of Conan with a guest. And it didn't work out that well. And I think you were an animal handler. Who's oh. a, that couldn't have gone more better. Yeah, who was allergic. That was ridiculously well executed. It was so great. They, was, tap, they taped uh, yeah, latex uh, here under my neck. Your makeup person did such a great job. And then right. he was laying behind the couch and just inflating it with a oh tube. Oh, my God. And so I had like a, <gasps> pea, a pea fowl, like had a chicken that was a pea fowl. Yeah. And then Conan's like, are you allergic to animals? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am, but it's fine. And then by the end of the interview, <gasps> you could see the surface tension. And Conan was like, when you're by a balloon that's about to pop, the whole yeah. interview was him going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. It's really it, it really it yeah. came off great. extremely well. Yes. Well, it was cool because we had um we shared all the great wardrobe people uh makeup people from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, there was this guy Louie there who was Yes, amazing. it was Louie. And he you just go up, you sit in the chair, and you come down with this amazing yeah, this bladder that and it works so simply. It works just so simply. someone literally blowing. And we on used a to do hose. a show it used to be our bloody Halloween show, and I borrowed that idea where we uh, stole had a woman's stole <laughs> had a woman's heart explode in mm-hmm. our story. Oh, wow. So we would pin like a condom to her bra, and then put a shirt over it, and fill the condom with blood. Oh my god! And oh, then wow. have her, have her t- trail. She had a boa, uh-huh. so the, the tube was in the boa, uh-huh. and then she would throw the boa over the couch, and she would lean back, and then somebody would inflate, and then her heart would. And it would explode and there'd be blood in it. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's, that's elaborate great. special effects. Yeah. Well, right. not really. It's practical, simple. Yeah. yeah. But fun. So I learned stuff from early Conan, too. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys were in, and that's the other reason I'm glad all this stuff is going to go up, because you you were such an integral part of the show. You guys were on, like, almost every night on the show oh in, in a pre-tape or in a live bit. And you guys elevated everything and and so then it was, Conan is a creature of habit, and and especially with performances, and especially yeah. in front of there, we had performers who would be great in rehearsal, mm-hmm. and just having the crowd there and the red light on would just get a little tight. And so, yeah, because some actors aren't used to being in front of a live audience, right? Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly, and. And you know it's it's Darwinian. It's mm-hmm. like, well, okay, yeah. that's not good. And you guys, uh, pre-tape or live, or just nailed. Well, yeah, because that was what you. That was where you came from. Right. It was live. So live performance. It was, yeah. it was yeah. more We're Matt Walsh, more Matt. You know, more Amy. Lean on it. Yeah, Amy. Yeah. More Amy. Matt Besser. Yeah, Ian. More Ian Roberts, and we just use you guys. Yeah, almost every day. There was one where I think. It was a br- everything can break channel, like some idea that was probably a Brian right. McCann idea. But McCann, I think, got cut because we were throwing things at each other, and he had to, go- or maybe it was Ian. Ian, Ian got cut. Yeah. Oh, was it Ian who got it cut? It was Ian who got yeah. cut. Oh wow! Because yeah. I, I was, I forget where I was. We were shooting something. I think we were out of town. Yeah. And I got the call that Ian got cut. Uh, we this were, is so deep. <laughs> this is yeah. so. It was specific. a deep Did he cut. get? Um, oh yeah, disability. He, Payment? Oh, no. <laughs> There's a lawsuit still yeah. investigating yeah. this claim. Wait, what? what's that? Aaron. Input. What's happening? Aaron he Blair. fell onto the corner of a desk. He was throwing something too heavy, and he spun around, and his face went right onto <gasps> the metal corner of Ow. a desk, and he had to be rushed to the hospital and get plastic surgery on his face. Oh, I'm, my God. Were you there? Were you working? He got a couple I was extra there. things done, I mean, I wasn't too. specifically in the scene doc when it happened, but I remember it going down. Him and, I think, McCann were going, like, nuts. Right. And yeah. he carried, it was like a something crazy. He spun around like a shot put, and then his face went right oh. into the corner oh. of the thing. Oh. But I I think we still use the footage. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You gotta got to salvage it. the footage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got wow. it. Wow. No, that was, that was... Awful. And and when you think they about showed up in the, the hospital and made Ian sign a waiver during, sure. during, during surgery. Wait till he's under and just move his hand with a pen. <laughs> Sweeney, go in there. You signed it. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I remember McCann went to the emergency room once. I forgot this. And it was it was my fault and I felt awful, but it was a bar fight scene. And <gasps> breakaway bottle? It breakaway mm. bottle on the head, oh. right? I think Andy I rem- Blitz hit him. Oh. I think I was there for that day too. Oh wow! Well, I remember it. And then I hit what him. happened? I followed up, and basically what I did bottle. was there was a broken piece of wedged glass under in his, his head, and oh then my I God. wedged it 
into oh, his no. scalp slash skull. And he was in agony <gasps> quite because him he was just super quiet. I was like, oh God, this he must be in agony because he's yeah. he was yeah. just not himself. Yeah. And and I went to the I was outside in the emergency room and I was like, great, glad you came. But but the, <laughs> the second they took it out, he was he was all better. But uh, yeah. it must have hurt. Off terribly. That's yeah. Yeah, there's so many occupational hazards. <laughs> well, candy glass, yeah. you do try to wear a hat or a wig. If you're oh, breaking okay. it on sunset, oh. or you break it, if you're going to break it, break it on the side and try to like keep your hand open. You're an expert on oh, candy yeah. glass. Well, I've done. It's yeah. expensive yeah. too, by the way. I get a little right. insulted by how much that costs. There's like a monopoly. Oh, of course. How much is it? Because those are they're really fun. It's like thirty five bucks for a beer bottle. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Really? For one beer bottle. So if you do a six pack joke, that's. 200 wow. bucks, whatever. Wow. 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Case. Yeah. Yeah. And then a wine bottle is going to be like 40 or 50. Wow. And then the bigger the item, the more. Yeah. yeah. A Methuselah. Forget so it. I hope, yeah, all the aspiring writers listening are taking note. Yeah. That's something to think about when you're putting your packet together. Well, it's is- funny because a lot of the <laughs> sketch, no, a lot of sketch people like write in because it is right. fun to have breakaway stuff. Yeah. But then you realize how much it is. So then you're like, let's just get a small thing we can break. Yeah. How about it? Or a, a real bottle. Or right? we just, just smash <laughs> a plate. We don't break it on anybody's head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that you're an expert on the art of I know. Of fake Very few break. things uh, I can uh, be an expert on. That would be one of them. Breakaway chairs, go. <laughs> I would say have uh, a stuntman do it once and see where the cuts are on the chair. Mm-hmm. Like stunts generally be safe. Don't worry about how it looks. Just be safe. Like that's what I always tell people. Like don't care. Like they're, if you really want to sell the punch or if you could try to leap a little further, it'll sell uh-huh. the, It'll right. sell you falling down the stairs better or whatever. Like right. ignore that. Don't right. do it. Fall yeah. down the stairs. Either don't do it and have somebody professional <laughs> do it. Yes. Or if you're going to fall down the stairs, just be really safe. Don't worry about how it looks at all. Right. Well, yeah, because the people telling you, I mean, we're, they're human. Yeah. We're, we're all just making this shit up as we go along. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anyone's really an expert on your safety. We're all yeah. highly fallible. <laughs> we are highly fallible. Yeah. yeah. I remember one, there was a, one of our first UCB sketches for the comedy show on Comedy Central. We had a big gunfight in a living room, and I had a shotgun as my cop character. And they gave it to me, and then he's, and I'm like, is it loaded? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. And then I pointed it down, and I pulled the trigger, and bang. It was loaded. <gasps> no. Like, oh, my God. It no. was loaded. Not that that could kill you, but it could hurt right. you. Oh, yes. my God. Because there's, like, wadding there's, in yeah. there. And there's a little black. Uh, some, and if you did it up against your head, eye. you could oh die, God. obviously. Yeah. It was yeah. perfect seal. But the point is, like, that was a great lesson to learn. Yeah. It's like, don't right. trust anyone. No. no. And this was the no. stunt coordinator or the FX guy who told me, like, don't worry about it. It's not loaded. I'm like, what did okay. What he say? Was he like, well. He's like, oh, I guess My was. bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh. that's another one for the kids listening. Yes. I bet you have great advice <laughs> on child working with Fake child guns. actors and animals. Don't guilt. Here's another story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did a classic desk bit for Conan mm-hmm. where people came up. I don't know what the premise was, but anyways, like people were presenting. You guys had written like 20 jokes or 10 bits and like five would make it for show. Right. I don't know what it the bit was. It was right. a death bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you guys always overwrote. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd cut three of those. So yeah. And everyone, the yeah. good news, everybody gets paid. Like, you're there for yes. the day. You get paid. Yeah. But there was a boy who got cut, and I heard his mom in the hallway outside. She's like, you go tell Conan you're sorry <gasps> that you're... You didn't sell your thing correctly, oh. or that your thing didn't work. And he was—I remember this story. And, and I he remember was like six. Oh. Yeah, yes. And I was like, "Hey, you were." Gr-. I just like shouted over, "Hey, you were great today." Good. Just so you know. Yeah. And your mother, <laughs> w- your mother was terrible. I didn't say that. Yeah, but that was just a weird, awful thing to hear. I—I've heard in the I, airlock. It was right in the yes. airlock. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that boy. Yeah, that, that boy was I, Justin I, Bieber. I, <laughs> <laughs> And now well, Tom maybe, Cruise is going to yeah. pay. <laughs> See maybe it, it is worthwhile. Yeah. Because he's had a wonderful career. <laughs> that was great of you to yell that. And I'm sure, the you know, of course, the mother didn't. She's well, probably I'm like, sure. what's wrong yeah. with that guy? I know. You were yeah, terrible. Complica- complimenting he's lying. my kid, my loser kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I had a kid do that once, too, and came up and said, I'm sorry that we, we ruined the sketch or something. Yeah. And I'm like, because the sketch got canceled. And I was yeah. like. 
It has absolutely. Yeah, I spent ten minutes yeah. like trying Good to. For you, that's important. Well, though. of course, and it's it's like no, it was canceled because we didn't. It's the it writer's fault. It was it's the always writer's the writer's fault. fault. Of course, of but course. we always overwrite too. There's inevitably fifty percent of this is going to get yeah. cut, right? And it was the kid. I hope the kid's listening now. <laughs> you were terrible, and you ruined something we really worked hard on. But uh, yeah, no, it just. I know. I always, I always feel so bad. Oh, so terrible. Even it's, with adults, when stuff gets cut. Oh, it's. it's it's Awful. hard, yeah, and it'd have to be the one to break it to the Awful. It's okay if you're, like, an adult, because that's the game. I know. But a little kid, come but on. <laughs> that was a hard thing to learn. Like, we'd rehearse a sketch, and often it was older. Like, we learned after a while, stop casting real— Well, there's a fine line oh. with older actors, oh, but yeah, yeah. we had someone playing Einstein. There's some and- real hams. Yeah, they are really <laughs> super hammy. Yeah. And then we're just like, oh, let's just have Glazer play. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Just put a white wig on, a crazy wig and mustache mm-hmm. on Glazer, and then yeah. you don't worry about it. <laughs> but having to go after rehearsal and and cut someone, and then if they watch at night, see someone else doing it. Oh. But you just you just learn to do it and, and not think about it. The first few times. Well, there's no I time. Agonized. There's no time. Your your show eats, right. eats material like yes. crazy. Yeah. You can't get attached to anything. No. You learn yeah. that early yeah. on, I'm sure. Yep, yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's all desperate. It's no, nothing's personal anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good lesson to learn, though. <laughs> and yet, so detached. And yet, you know what? It is personal. <laughs> <laughs> it's personal when grudges. it's bad. It's not personal when it's positive. Right. right. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's never a reflection That's a of good point. Yeah, teamwork. True teamwork's never personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this around this time, um, I, the theater was growing. Did you feel like you know being on TV was kind of helping legitimize things, or, or at least helping p- draw some attention to the theater? Yeah, I think for the sketch group Upright Citizens Brigade, I think having a TV show and then being able to make a go in New York with Conan, the Conan bits came first, I think. And we yeah, were, when we did were the sort UCB of living show start? 98. Okay. So we were sort of living hand to mouth from 96 to 98, doing Conan bits or mm-hmm. doing things, whatever we could do to survive. Right. And then I think once we had a show on Comedy Central, uh, around the same time, we opened a theater, and that kind of gave us a sense of permanence, having a location where we mm-hmm. could do our own shows and, like, continue to teach classes. And then all these friends we had made, like, who came through classes, like Andy Daly or Rob mm-hmm. Riggle or Rob mm-hmm. Hugel or, like, people who are also coming up through the Conan, like, right. uh, yeah. scenes as well. Um, it was neat to have everybody in one place and to, and to not yeah. worry about anything. It was, like, keep the, keep the tickets low. Lock it up at night, pay the light bill. It was pretty simple, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, so that was great. And all those uh, great people you just mentioned, were they all, did any of them migrate from Chicago or they all just were here in These were New all York? meets in New York. Yeah. Like uh, mm. Paul Shear, uh-huh. Andy Secunda, who wrote on the show later right. for you guys. Chris Gethard. Chris yeah. Gethard. We talked to him. Yeah. I mean, he talked about how that changed his life really. Yeah. And it's, yeah. People don't, people forget what a, to go from not being on TV to a show that like Conan can put you on TV that night is just right. crazy as right. an actor. Yeah. Because like with a commercial, you're going to audition 50 times. Right. And then you're going to get one and then you're going to mm-hmm. shoot it and then it'll come out a month later. But like to to get a call from Cecile Pleba or whoever was right. casting and said, come down, we got a Frankenstein bit. And then you'd come down, you're filming it. And then you can tell your parents that night, I'm on Conan tonight, I think. Yeah. Right. If, I, if I make it. <laughs> right, right, Sometimes right. you call them and you go, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But, right. I, yeah. right. but as an actor, as a kid in New York, it's unbelievable. It's great. It's such a delight to have that immediate feedback, that immediate gratification. The teaching is really interesting to me because I think once you're doing all these shows, teaching new people was still really an important component to you guys, right? I'm well, guessing. I think the the sort of like uh, I don't know to the to the new world, the the sort of gold we brought back to the new the from the new world <laughs> right, right. was long form improv. So we came from right. Chicago and we yeah. came to New York, and nobody was doing what we call long form improv, which is sort of sustained scene work. Around a single suggestion. Mm-hmm. Right. Chicago City Limits existed, but it was very like short form. Whose line is it? Very short yeah, form. Games. So we, what we were teaching was something we cared about, right. but also we connected with an audience that had never seen it. So they saw us do our first ASCATs, and they're like, how do you, what is, I, I want to do that. Right. You know, I want to be able to sustain scenes and 
do tricky edits and you mm-hmm. know, rapid pace, mm-hmm. you know, things on their feet. So that you was were missionaries. Yeah, we yeah. were. I yeah. guess so. The Bible was the, <laughs> the Del Close teachings. Yeah. So that's exactly why we kept teaching. And then uh, I didn't really like teaching after a while mm-hmm. I, because I think you need to have a learnable moment in every every scene. And I can't. Mm. I can't. I can only go like ah. I just. I don't know why, but it's not working. Right. Sometimes you know what I mean. Right. Whereas someone like Ian Roberts, who's maybe one of the greatest improv teachers you ever meet. Yeah. He can like see any scene and he can think about it and he can give you an idea mm-hmm. and then he can tell you why that idea will fix what you were doing. And I, I Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's very good. So that's why teaching, I did it for, a, you know, probably a couple of years right when right. I landed. Right. But mm-hmm. I stopped teaching a long time ago. Did teaching help you like just in your own performing or was it just like a? Oh, I, I am teaching. Teach. I'm I'm teaching this week because we have the Del Close Marathon coming uh, up. I'm oh, teaching cool. Thursday uh-huh. and Friday, but oh, I'm teaching funny. a character class. I'm uh-huh. not teaching right improv because I feel like I can teach a character class. I can mm-hmm. help people uh, create a character from scratch, and that's like a three hour class. I that won't have to great. see him for eight weeks. <laughs> right, right. I yeah. won't have to like watch someone in the right. class who I know is never going to get it. Yeah, right. and continue right. to give them notes. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. That's got to be a dream. Yeah, because it's like. In yeah, those you cases, help everybody, you, you do. But, yeah. You want to provide some epiphany for everyone in that class that sure. you experience. It's like, oh my God, that's what it feels like to be in the groove or to improvise successfully. Right. You want to give that to everyone, and you can't. Right. Yeah. Some people are just there to, I don't know. The people who struggle. Better at public speaking or, you know, there's but those their people. parents. <laughs> yeah. But now those people can do it. Like the people who get in trouble with improv specifically are like, just personality types that need to be controlling right. mm. and inability to listen mm-hmm. and like kind of not respecting physical space. Some people mm-hmm. are constantly like grabbing people like there's, oh. there's issues. Yeah. And so to fix them, you would have to retinker their personality. Right. Their childhoods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so those are the people that struggle, I think, with collaborative art forms like improv. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny. I'm, I'm sure some people start out that way and then – immediately the light goes off, you know, the light goes on and they're like, oh, okay, I need to, but then there's, you're saying there's some people just never, they just can't change. Personality wise, it's a big, you could, but you'd have to be there for them every week in therapy and talking about it and helping them land and walking walking them through the change in their personality. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. too invested. Exactly. Well, you mentioned Ian Roberts and was it, uh, I taught love- Ian to improvise. He was, really <laughs> funny. he was one of those personalities that was very controlling. And right. Right. That's why I brought him up. I taught you know. him. Yeah. What um, did you love having him on Veep with you this season? Yeah. Yeah. What's funny about Ian is he's so like UCB in general. We don't really communicate a lot. Right. But like Ian was on my show and didn't tell me. So he's like on set one day. Oh my god! I wasn't working that day, and then the next day I show up for work, and they're like, "Oh, Ian Roberts was yeah. here yesterday." I'm like, "What?" Uh. <laughs> so I texted Ian. I'm like, "Why didn't you tell me you're on?" Because right. casting's big. I didn't know who they cast. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And like Ian Roberts was on. I'm like, Ian, why didn't you tell me? He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I figured I might see her. Maybe I wouldn't." <laughs> That's like, really dude, funny. Well, should, um, congrats, like and let me know when you're right. working next. I'll come right. by and hang out. Or yeah, whatever. like he was at right. your house and didn't say yeah. hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, Veep, that, it's just the greatest show. It must oh, have been so much fun. And it, it got better and better. Oh, yeah. thank you. I, I think. Thank it, you. For yeah. right, you specifically. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, yeah. but by the, it was like, by the end, you were such a, your, I mean, your character was always a big part of the show, but... Mm-hmm. It it really I felt like that last season you really got a lot. I mean, once you Mike had, your, had success, like him turning. I into, love I love that him yeah. turning into Walter Cronkite for the that, yeah. it was great, and I think it was a great device for the show because I told Dave before the season because you can always pitch ideas and then you'll pitch Mandel an idea and he's like, well, it's a good idea, but here's and then they've already thought about it in the writers' room and he'll tell you why it dead ends here. Oh, so you always pitch ideas and they mutate, but sometimes they use them and. I just said, like, I I like the idea of how Trump talks to Hannity, like how he, you know, has access to him and he right. gets his ideas yes. from right. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know who's using who, but. Right. And Dave's like, yeah, we kind of have an idea. So, and then I think from that, you know, a year or two ago, they, they came up with a much better version of that. But what I like about Mike's journey this season, even other story elements, is 
the season was supposed to be 10 episodes, mm-hmm. and then they shortened it to seven. So they had mapped out oh, 10 wow. episodes. So they had to truncate, and I think they'd already started filming one and two. And when they got word? Oh, my God. When they decided, because it was like – uh, they wanted to give reasonable days to Julia. They didn't want her there 15 okay. hours a day because okay. she was on the back end right. of her battle. Right, right, right. right. And oh, she's yeah. great, but they still want to be courteous yeah. to that. But what ended up working, especially in like the la- the last episode, is like there's a lot sometimes in shows conveniently what you're talking about appears on TV. Right. And it's yes. an illustration of that. And sometimes when you watch it, you're like, oh, that's cheesy. That's so lazy. But in our show, having Mike in that world Give it a gave you a reason to care about that footage, yes. and they just did it seamlessly. So what I admired about because they were truncating everything, and sometimes those devices to like ah oh, fuck. If we had a news story that could just tell this, then we don't have yes. to have all scene right. about it. Right. Well, lo and behold, we have a news anchor. Yeah. That's great. And so I think mm-hmm. it was also very efficient for storytelling as yeah. well. Yeah. If that was, yeah. yeah. No, it really kind yeah. of drove everything along, and it never feels like really another news item that's happening right. while you're talking about right, right, right. Yeah. What's happening? But right. it, you never felt that. Well, you brought up a fascinating thing, just you pitching ideas. And I don't know if people realize in a lot of TV shows, they have these draconic, just walls between, well, you're a performer. Right. And the writers are doing the writing. Sequestered. Yeah. Yes. And then, and I think that hurt, you know, obviously hurts things. And then you hear something like, to me, The Office was a great example Mm -hmm. where I think it was much more collaborative between the performers and the writing staff. And of course, many times the performers were the writing staff. So, yeah. And, you know, the results are pretty good. Uh, And so how did it work on Veep then? I think in the early seasons, we definitely had like a free take where Armando would say, okay, let's uh, muck about, try to keep it moving, but right. do whatever you want. Have oh, fun, right. have fun yeah, with yeah. it, uh-huh. he would say. And from those takes, whole lines or whole exchanges would end up in the final cut. And then when the early table reads, early seasons, they would uh, workshop scripts on their feet. So if something wasn't working, we would read the script once and put them down and then improvise around the scene and try to fix it. And then the writers would be in the room transcribing things we said, and lo and behold, they would end up in the script. Oh, so wow. they oh, used improv to generate dialogue and fix scenes. Come season five, six, seven, when we started getting to America, the American writers, the right. Brits had left. I think it was more spotted usage, uh-huh. but the channels of collaboration were still wide open. So the process was always like pitch ideas on set before the season, come into the writer's room. It was always two flow, but it was mm-hmm. a little more improvising with pitching as opposed to like whole cloth on writer set. sitting down oh. and taking notes while right. you improvise off the first right. draft. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's a long-winded answer, but no, it's not at all. I, I, it's to me, I think that's really. But I think it, in a way, too. Sometimes it's out of necessity. Like with a Conan bit, for example, if you guys are cranking out twelve satellite TV things, right? And I come in, and and you're like, well, Walsh, it's called break the window, and all I can tell you is there's like eight things you can break, and there's four you can't. Ready? Action! Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think that lends itself to improv a lot, and yeah. those, but that's out of necessity. Right. So I think yeah. Conan in the early days for us, it's actors, out of shoddy, shoddy writing. Well, the pace and also the an pace. Idea. Yeah, of but course. but you guys were always receptive to like, oh, if we can get Ian right. to do this character, he's such he's so great when he's angry. Yes, just make sure you get angry, and it's called the angry carpet cleaner. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? And then you got the writers were there, and they'd say, okay, right. say this, make right. sure you say. But that was very collaborative and very, very. improvisational too. Very. But that was out of necessity too, right? Because the amount of work you guys have to generate, the amount of bits you yeah. have to tape. Uh, yeah, and then we started writing to you, to you, your personalities, yeah. so making it more collaborative. Yeah. And less work for us again. Sure. <laughs> but right. if it works, yeah. who cares? I mean, yeah. I'm sure as an actor and, and, and an improviser, it's all like you probably come into things and you're not sure whether you're, you know, you're being invited to sort of improvise on stuff or if that's if that's maybe frowned upon. I'm, I mean, I'm always happy when improvisers want to just go for it. And I don't, I'm not precious about my lines, but some writers are very precious. So it's, I mean, is that something that you kind of established in advance? Like, 
we have a yeah that's a good well hopefully i'm i'm at a point where people know what i do and they want me because and that's i why can the, that's why i you're can there. lend a little something to it not like yeah. but if i worked for aaron sorkin i'm sure he wouldn't let me change anything <laughs> right. but there are yeah. usually the things that i choose to do are people who want to collaborate and want to use the resources that i can bring to something right because i'm not a huge ego i'm not going to be telling them everything that needs to happen. I'm going to go, here's some good ideas, and that's good, but why don't we make this better? And mm-hmm. uh, that's, the, that's always been my dream is to be able to contribute to the material I get to perform, whether it's writing it or just like standing, having a session with the writer before we do the scene. And like with Veep, every scene, <laughs> we never totally memorize. We get to set, and inevitably they give us brand new sides because they've rewritten it and rewritten it and rewritten it. So you don't ever commit to memory totally you just kind of have oh, an idea interesting. so in the morning when you show up and then when we rehearse you're always looking for things to discover in the set or when you do the read through or the sort of walk through you feel the energy of tony giving you that line and you realize oh you should give him a cookie on that line and, and sort of choreography mm-hmm. becomes part of it and mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's a it's an intangible thing you just sort of right. you're, you're aiming for a target that is like a gut feeling right and then just a chemistry yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Veep was so, I mean, it's so tight. Like the and right. Keep Julia I, happy so she doesn't throw a tantrum. Yes. That's ah, priority one. Yeah. Priority one. Yeah, she seems like a nightmare. A Roseanne tantrum. Is what <laughs> yeah. we call that. Ah, we, keep Julia happy. A Roseanne tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, what, I mean, what, what are you working on now? What am I working on now? <laughs> I just did a Netflix movie where I played a dad in a rom com called The Perfect Date. Okay. This kid Noah Centineo and love him. A gal from Alley, like YouTube people. Austin and Alley. No, Austin oh. and Alley. That's a the gal who played Alley yeah. Disney. Disney, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. It's terrible. She was really cool. Uh, so I did that, and I played a dad, kind of like uh, Harry Dean Stanton in Pretty in Pink. Was that his? Oh, name? great. Uh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of down and out, like mm-hmm. the kids taking care of the dad when Molly Ringwald yes. has oh, to take care of totally. him. That sounds great. Yeah. But still like I really, a good guy, not a- A good guy, but yeah, like but it's kind of sad because you see the, right. the girl like tying his tie for yeah. his interview and pretty thing. Mm. But I really like that because I love that movie. And uh, so I was excited to do that. And yeah. then I'm pushing an indie movie that I'll hopefully be doing with uh, Isla Fisher come September. Oh, oh great. But that's like- indie In France? F- it, no, it'll be here <laughs> in LA within what, 30 miles. <laughs> what was the movie you shot in France? It's called Under the Eiffel Tower. Then that came out in March. Oh. Oh, cool. that's actually probably dropping on, I should promo that. It's, yeah. it's uh, dropping yeah. on Netflix pretty soon. Keep an eye out Under the Eiffel Tower. It's All a right. another romantic comedy. Very nice. And then, uh, thank you, Michael. Yes. Thank you. And uh, and then the I'm glad Netflix is kind of, there's this uh, romantic comedy boon happening. Well, it's so funny. Those are the ones that you realize what friends of yours love romantic comedies, no matter what they are. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a girl I work with, a woman <laughs> I work with, she's like, I saw you on The Perfect I'm like, you watched them? <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh my God, every one of them. Like, they'll watch any romantic comedy. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah. all like right. Like, even the Hallmark Channel yeah. ones. Yeah. It's funny to <laughs> see Christmas what people's date. tastes are. Yeah. Right. Because right. I always assume, like, none of my friends are going to watch a romantic comedy. But be surprised. Be surprised, <laughs> yeah. I've watched every one, but I'm not going to, I don't want to tip my cards. Yeah. Every single one? I just love <laughs> ever made? Comedies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how we get segue to your family in Austria <laughs> so we can keep all of that stuff. I know. I mean, get the conversation to talking about Salzburg, Austria. There you go. Oh, yeah. That have was you, my, uh, what, have hmm, you spent any time there? Why don't I have some Mozart? And then you can go, that reminds me of my time in Salzburg. I did a year... This is deja vu. I studied in uh, Salzburg <laughs> for a year. Okay, that's all we need. We're all set. We got it. We got the pickup. Yeah. Take Kevin knows what well, to do. Well, just tell me here. what to say. No, we're all set. You don't have to trick me like a monkey. We're all set. I'll just say it. I'm an actor. Just write it down, and I'll yeah. say no, no, what no, you no, need no. transitionally. My impression is you're not very collaborative. So. Uh, well, we could say we didn't say this on 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 record. I don't think, but we we just got back from Ghana with your Veep co-star Sam, Sam Richardson. Uh, Some great pictures. I followed Sam's Insta. It was so great to see. Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous you guys got to go over there. That would be really fun. I would have taken you if we. I just have like dumb Irish roots. Like I don't (laughs) have anything that sexy. Like Ghana sounds like it was stunning and so interesting. It was. was. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like what I think real travel experiences should be, where you're. 
you're learning, you're sometimes a little bit out of your, your out of your comfort zone, but you're like really, you know, sensorily engaged all the time. Like mm-hmm. everything's, all the synapses are firing. Right. and Worried about offending people at all. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. my constant. Constantly sweating. I would yeah. be like that. I would oh, be like yeah. accidentally like, oh, I'm going to do something accidentally so offensive. That's that all. I don't want to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then you think about the thing you're not going to do so and much that then you do it, it. Yeah. or in the palace like I would break the historical sword or something right like oh, that's God. like I just want to stand rigid <laughs> we tell did, me where to be we did go to a palace in Kumasi are you referencing pictures that yeah. Sam put oh, up oh yeah we, yeah, we met the palace a, the queen yeah. mother we met the queen mother yeah. of basically of the Asante she's the royal people. Yeah. yeah yeah and you had to bring gifts right we had mm-hmm. to bring gifts goat and liquor yeah and, we did <laughs> uh, not a goat it's called a ram Sorry. And, yeah. uh, no, we were corrected because I wanted to, I thought it was you a goat. You kept calling it a goat. All right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no. And then schnapps, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I love. I don't know whether that's for the ram or for. I didn't know who drinks schnapps, but now I we do. Know. It's The royalty. Maybe the queen a, a mother looks a little yeah. nip. The queen mother looked like <laughs> she's quite comfortable in that. Is it American goat. schnapps? Like that sugary peppermint yeah. schnapps that we drank? Oh, I don't know what brand. It was. School? No, it, it was, was the imported stuff they said. Okay. okay. We Good. get we yeah the imported stuff they like better right. than um, I think there's also local, local schnapps right. yeah and then we brought something else called cash <laughs> like just oh, is that money right? and just put money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah wow so yeah American we, or Ghana money it was Ghana 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 money yeah. Ghana currency okay. but we impressed her and then there was a moment where we thought we were going to get to meet the king right. because she had like passed up the ladder that. These they they came cool. with cash, yeah. When we were done, she just said, go meet the king. And that, mm-hmm. her just kind of saying that off the cuff set all this activity into motion. Ooh. Yes. And did you get to meet the king? We didn't. We did not. Because then it turned out there was controversy with some of the other chiefs because they were like, well, we already have people in line to meet the king. And uh, if these uh, Americans get to go meet him, then it's right. going to look bad. Right. Even though they're but Sam has got to be a celebrity over there. Like he's a successful yeah. Hollywood actor. I know. Right. It's weird. I Who's I don't know if the queen but has Conan, seen Veep. The counterbalance. That they, <laughs> I wanted to promote our comedy marathon too. Oh yeah, Delta oh, Marathon yeah, is great. in L.A. In oh, it used to be it in, New used to be in New York. Yeah, yeah it was in New York for twenty years. 20, oh my god, is this, this the first time in L.A.? Yeah, our twenty-first wow. marathon is oh, coming. Is this it, and it's, is it at both theaters? Yeah, it'll be at Franklin. It's at Sunset. Staples, the Staples Center. No, okay. I'm sorry. I just thought you were trading up <laughs> no. in a big way. No. How are the you, rental on that was too? Are big. you going to looked into it? Uh, performing there? Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing like. Probably ten shows over wow. the course. Of, oh wow! Friday at four it starts and goes. But you probably Sunday get the good times. You don't have to do it at four a.m. anymore. I will not anymore. be there at four a.m. Yeah, no. right. I will not be there at four a.m. And no. no teaching during that period. I am teaching Thursday and Friday. Oh, that's He's when you are teaching. Right. Class. That's right. Thursday. Yeah. I'm teaching yeah. a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. But uh, listening that's is an really important fun. part of improv. Guys, I don't pay attention. I think <laughs> I prove that every week on this show. <laughs> Why is that doddering fool on a microphone? Well, I would venture to say, but probably a lot of our our listeners are going to be at the Del Close Marathon already, oh, yeah. but if yeah. they're not, then they know. should be. Yeah. No, it's fun, and I, you guys have probably been there, right? Back in the day, I never, never went. Been. Actually, never went. No, you seem very familiar with it. Well, I went through the way the- you referenced the midnight shows and the bit <gasps> shows or whatever. No, I went. I mean, I went through the UCB program, but I never went oh, okay. to, the, to the New York Marathon. Okay, yeah, I read about last year's marathon, and it was just people talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, there was an article. Five in the morning. Yeah, my favorite thing is like after one in the morning to like five a.m. There's these slots called the bit shows, mm-hmm. and you get a fifteen minute slot, and they're they're just like a premise that you're forced to execute for fifteen minutes. Like one of my favorites is uh, to catch a predator prof. Uh-huh. So they'll have a scene <laughs> where somebody comes in. And then a kid is in the room, supposedly. <laughs> and then everybody comes out of the closets and yeah. doors and says, I'm John Stossel, and you're busted. Yeah. And then they reset, and they try to do as many of those entrapments in the, in the course of 15 <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, wow. So a new improviser will come in, and then they'll and <laughs> like, That's And back great. in the day, there was uh, one of the originals was Cosby Prov. Everybody did a terrible Bill Cosby uh-huh. uh, and had a terrible sweater. Yeah. That was one of the granddaddies of them. But when we, will we that won't be see that We're not year. doing, no, that yeah. has not been. Been relaunched and won't no. be relaunched anytime soon. <laughs> it's all new in LA. And then there was Spacey Prov. And then there was- <laughs> God. Yeah, Spacey Prov, I'm sure. But anyways, <laughs> the, the bit shows uh, are fun to sample. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. it's like there's so much stage time available, yeah. so lots of people get to go up, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. And people come from all over the country to do improv or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really fun. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Mention those dates again. June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Excellent. That yeah. sounds At great. The UCB Sunset, yeah. UCB Franklin, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, guys. This was really pleasure. fun. I can't believe really I never fun. did this. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. Wait, we just started this podcast. Did so, you? Yeah. 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 How long have you been doing it? Uh, like three months. months. Three months? Yeah. So you're you're still among the early okay. early guests. Right. We'll probably ask you to be back before our run is up. Oh, you guys have a, you've already gotten canceled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> already canceled. All right. I'll do the I last so. episode. That's, okay. this is it. You'll come back for oh, our retrospective. <laughs> this is it. We're ending it with you. Well, there's one more person, Ian Roberts, who's been here the whole time. Ian, oh, come on in, Ian. Uh, I just thought, you know, why didn't you didn't tell me hi. you were here? I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> well, that was it. That was it. Uh, the great That's Matt Walsh. That's the, inter- the interview. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. As the end of our show. And the end of our show. Thanks for listening. And yeah. We'll see you next week with Brian Stack. Brian who, Stack. A former late night writer who's beloved by fans and also oh. now a writer on the Colbert show. Yes. No, he's one of the, he's a, a legend. Yes. And uh, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy that too. Yep. I, I'm assuming that you enjoyed this week's. I probably shouldn't do that. Very presumptuous, Jesse. <laughs> Very presumptuous. Uh, but yeah, tune in next week. And we like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Samples. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 